Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Southwest Radio Ministries and Watchmen on the Wall are celebrating 90 years of proclaiming the truth that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Today, we've invited a number of individuals to share their thoughts on how SWRC has blessed their lives. First, though, I want to remind you about our next in-person conference. The speakers you hear on this program will be coming to Wichita, Kansas, Friday and Saturday, May 5th and 6th at Sunrise Christian Academy. Speakers include our very own Dr. Larry Spargimino, Greg Patton, Dr. Rob Linstead, Michael Hoggard, Staff Evangelist Josh Davis, Micah Van Huss, and Dr. Lonnie Shipman. Some of the topics that will be covered include Secrets of the Vatican, Israel and the Temple Mount, Who Owns It and Who Cares, Real World of the Spirits, Chaos, Chat GPT, AI, and the Platform for the Antichrist, and we'll have a very special One World Update. Clarity to the Chaos Conference, Friday and Saturday, May 5th and 6th at Sunrise Christian Academy in Bel Air, Kansas. This conference is free to the public, but space is limited. Make sure you register for your free tickets to secure your seat at this very important conference. To see the complete lineup of topics, speakers, and schedule, visit the events page of our website, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Up first on today's program of hearing from those who have been blessed by the ministry of SWRC is Dr. Carl Baugh. Dr. Baugh is an accomplished author, creation scientist, and longtime contributor to Watchmen on the Wall. His book, Panorama of Creation, has helped tens of thousands defend their faith and prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that God created the heavens and the earth. Here is Dr. Carl Baugh. It is my pleasure to call to remembrance when I was a child, just a teenager, a junior in high school, first hearing Dr. Weber on Southwest Radio Ministry. This is the longest continuously running religious broadcast in the history of the world, and it needs to be continued as never before. I, for a number of years, was on the board of Southwest Radio Ministries, and it's been my pleasure to listen hundreds of times to these broadcasts. So we're now celebrating 90 years of continuous broadcasting. And I thank God for this ministry that made a difference in my life as a young teenager and before that even as a child and has made a difference in the lives of countless hundreds of thousands of individuals around the world. Congratulations on this special 90th anniversary. Thank you, Dr. Baum. You're listening to a special edition of Watchmen on the Wall, Today, we're hearing from individuals who've been blessed by the ministry of SWRC. Up next, we have two folks who serve here at the ministry and wanted to share what Southwest Radio Ministries has meant to them and their lives. Hello, my name is Marvin McElvaney. I came to work at Southwest Radio Church in January of 1992, and I can't talk about working here unless I mention how it came to be that I got the job here. In 1992, I was working at University of Central Oklahoma Computer Lab helping other students. I was making $5 an hour. I was working part-time at a place called Seagate that makes hard drives. 
My son Matthew was two years old, and my wife was pregnant with my daughter Megan, and I didn't have any money, and I was really worried. My mom was making my house payments while I was in school, trying to help us out. And one day at UCO, I was walking down the hallway, and like getting hit in the face with a shovel, this feeling came over me that was so loving and optimistic and, and hopeful, and I just felt so good. And so I got away from everybody and went down the hall where there's nobody down there. It's kind of dark. And I just, I said, oh, this must be the Holy Spirit. This is what everybody's talking about. It was unbelievable. It was like the best thing that ever happened to me. I can't even explain it now, but it was, some people have near-death experience talk about this love and this good feeling. And But I was so optimistic. I knew everything was going to be okay. And I can't explain it anyway, make a long story longer. It started to wear off, and so I went back into the computer lab, and I thought, wow, that, was, that must have been the Holy Spirit. And then the phone rang, and it was a lady that worked there, and she said this guy called and wanted to know if there was anybody here that knew about computers but also knew how to record. And she said, that sounds like Marvin. She said, you know, he's on the phone. And I said, okay, we'll put him through. So I hear this voice, you know, Hutch, nah, can you come talk to me? Sure. You know, so I go down to Southwest Royal Church, and First thing I noticed was he wanted to laugh. He wanted you to be at ease, and he wanted to say silly things to get you to laugh. And pretty soon, I got into it, and I was like, yeah, we were talking about fishing and music, and we're laughing and everything. So, you know, he said, all right, let me think about it. You know, that went on for a little while. And then finally, I went before the board, and they said, yeah, hire this guy. I came to work here, but it was a God thing. If you know me, you know I hate flying. They always tell me my screaming bothers the other passengers. Sometimes I had to go. So Hutch talked me into it. We got to go to Seattle. We had to go to, to Denver, change planes, and then go to Seattle. So we got to Denver, and it was snowing. And so we had to circle in the air for like two hours, and I was freaking out totally. So we land, we get our other plane, and then they're de-icing the plane. I don't know if you ever experienced that. It's pretty scary. We're going to take off again, and, and uh, I was freaking out. So we Took off, and we're up in the air, and there was nobody on the plane. Nobody was crazy enough to fly in a snowstorm but us. And I thought, since there's nobody sitting next to Hutch, I'll go, I'll go talk to him. He'll, he'll make me feel better. So I sat down next to Hutch, and I said, Hutch, I'm losing it, man. I'm either going to start drinking off this uh, alcohol cart they have here, or, or I'm going to jump out of the plane. And I said, would you please pray for me? Pray that God will, will keep me from having a heart attack. And he said, Myron, uh one time in uh, China, we were on this plane, and it looked like it got shot down in World War II, and they pieced it together, and, and uh, we were up about, I don't know, 10,000 feet, and the thing turned upside down, and everybody was screaming. He told me that like these really scary stories of flying, about how planes missed the runway, and they tried to land, and they crashed, and World War II, people getting shot down in airplanes. I, I was like, oh my God, what? why are you doing this to me? And he just chuckled. He thought that was the funniest thing, was terrorizing me. Anyway, he had a really warped sense of humor. I know God brought me here, obviously. One of the great things about working here, you get to meet and talk to really fantastic Christian people like Jonathan Kahn and Tom Horn and Doug Woodward. And one time we did an interview with Hal Lindsey, and Hutch had a, he got called away for something. And so I had Hal Lindsey on the phone, and Hutch goes, well, talk to Myron while I'm gone, you know. So I was like, oh, no. Here's Hal Lindsey. So he lives in L.A., or he was living there at the time, and, and I was here, and I, I grew up there. So we were talking about California and the beach and the mountains and the desert and how much the world is collapsing and, uh, 
you know, it's just really, it was just really one of the perks about working here is talking to people like that. Ed Heinsohn, Dave Benoit would come out, we'd all go play golf and, and it would be a lot of fun. Dr. Carl Baugh, we even had Alex Jones on here one time. And uh, before he went crazy, he said to his producer, this is Southwest Radio Church. This is big time. And I, I kind of chuckled because I thought, you know, we're a bunch of nuts down here. Just want to say praise the Lord for uh, him bringing me here. And I, I thank God for everything he does. And I, I pray for Southwest Radio Church. I hope it goes on another 90 years, at least until the Lord comes back. My name is Danny Phillips. And I first went to work for Dr. Hutchings in 1977. My first impression was that he was very careful about making a decision. I met with him first through a phone call, and then when he asked me to come in to meet him in person, we continued to have conversations about my ability and whether or not I could take on the duplicating job for his ministry. Some time passed, and he called me back and finally decided that he would hire me and kind of left me in limbo for a little while. And I thought at the time that he was a very careful thinker, that he didn't rush into things. As years went by, I operated his duplicating equipment for about three years, and then I left the ministry. I moved on to a different printing job, and in 2005, I was hired back. I came in to see him from a newspaper ad and then sat down with him briefly, and he actually still had the original equipment that I operated in 1977, and so he hired me back in 2005. The things I noticed later, he was a very funny thinker and a person to talk with. He could make you laugh. After the printing job, I moved into the watch room sometime later. Some of the phone calls I would pass to him, he never turned down a caller. He was never too busy. If he was, of course, he didn't pick up the extension. But one of the things he was fond of saying, I think for my benefit, was that he couldn't take the call right then because he had fallen in the hog pen and the hogs had eaten him. So most of the time when I transferred a call to him, he would deliberately do that and tell me that story all over again, as much as a way to entertain both of us as it was for my benefit specifically, because he just had that funny sense of humor and he liked to, I think he just liked to having people laugh and enjoying themselves. On another occasion, a few years later from when I started in 2005, in 2009, the opportunity came up to visit Jerusalem some uh, friends of mine who were pretty well off decided they'd take me along. And it was all paid for by them. And, but I needed three weeks. I needed three weeks off to do it. And at that time, I had uh, two weeks vacation with Dr. Hutchings and uh, as well as five personal days. So he allowed me at the time to have all that linked together so that I could be gone three weeks. He uh, was very gracious about doing that and said that he would do everything he could to help me see Jerusalem. And at that time, I think he'd had some 40-some trips already that he had taken. And so he opted to allow me to go with those friends that paid for everything. And it was an amazing visit. You can't see it all in three weeks. You probably 
couldn't really see everything in three years, but it's an amazing place to visit. Generally, he was just an extremely uh, nice man to work with. He didn't ever make too many demands. He, as other people on staff, you know, had things going on that were kind of challenging. But as an employer, he was just very easygoing, and we had a lot of good conversations together, had meals together and different things, and I very much enjoyed his company. Today, we're listening to individuals who've had their lives influenced and impacted in a positive way by the ministry of SWRC. Prophecy teacher and author Dr. Rob Lindstead is up next, ready to share what Southwest Radio Ministries has meant in his life. Hello, my name is Dr. Rob Lindstead. I've had the pleasure of being a guest speaker on Southwest Radio Church for a number of years. And I remember listening to Southwest Radio Church when I was just a teenager in my first years of college. I remember and know David Weber, Dr. Gaverluck, of course, Noah Hutchins, and now Ken and, and Matthew Hill. What a joy to serve the Lord with, with these godly men. Here's what I love about it. Faithfully, over 90 years, they stood on the truth of God's Word, that God's Word is infallible. They stood on the truth of the fact that Jesus is coming again and that the church will be raptured in the presence of the Lord. I pray that God will bless them richly and use them fully until we hear the sound of the trumpet. You know, friends, it's easy to think about history while celebrating our 90th anniversary. And when you think of history, historian Bill Federer comes to mind. Hi, this is Bill Federer, and I just want to say congratulations to Southwest Radio Church on 90 years of being on the air, ministering the truth of God's Word. I've had the privilege of being a part of nearly 30 of those years, being interviewed by Noah Hutchings and Larry Spargimino and Ken Hill and so many great leaders. And I just am so thankful for those in the listening audience that are supporting Southwest Radio Church, helping it to continue to be on the forefront of sharing the gospel at such an important time in America and world history. God bless you. We have more reflections from Friends of the Ministry coming up in just a moment. Meeting the Mission is our special effort to match the $1 million gift SWRC has been blessed with. When you give to Southwest Radio Ministries, your gift will be matched. $25 becomes $50, $50 becomes $100. You will double your impact and ensure that Watchmen on the Wall and all of our ministries will be able to bring clarity to the chaos for many years to come. Would you consider giving $90 in recognition of our 90th anniversary? Like all gifts given at this time, your support will be doubled and go toward meeting the match. 1-800-652-1144. That's the number to call and show your support for SWRC. You can also be a part of the match by giving on our website, supportswrc.com. That's supportswrc.com. 1-800-652-1144. Online, supportswrc.com. And to give on your mobile device, simply text 9490 to 91999. Thank you for your support of Watchmen on the Wall and Southwest Radio Ministries. 
All this month, we've been giving God thanks for our 90 years of proclaiming that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. And part of giving thanks has been having a number of our ministry friends today share how this very ministry has impacted their lives. Michael Samuel Smith, prophecy researcher and Bible teacher, comes now to share his reflections on SWRC. Ever since Dr. E. F. Weber began Southwest Radio Church in 1933, this ministry continues as the oldest daily communications ministry in all the world. It is amazing that its format has never changed. Proclaiming the good news that Jesus came to save sinners and keeping us informed of many current events. I encourage everybody to tune in to the Watchman on the Wall program every weekday. I personally want to thank you, Dr. Spargimino, as well as your producer, Marvin McElvaney, for all the excellent programs you have produced. And I want to thank and congratulate all the people who work at Southwest Radio, from Dr. Kenneth Hill to all the employees associated with Southwest Radio Ministries. You certainly have a great deal to celebrate, so I wish all of you a happy 90th, and you have blessed millions. And may the Lord richly bless you all. Sincerely, Michael Samuel Smith. This is Pastor Michael Hoggard from Bethel Church in Festus, Missouri. And I'll never forget the first time I met Brother Noah Hutchings. He walked into the recording studio there in Bethany, Oklahoma. And I'm looking at this man. I think he was about 77 at the time. I could tell right then that he was one of the most humble men I think I'd ever met. And then as we began to do the interviews that day, I realized that he also, even at his age, was one of the sharpest men that I think I'd ever met. He certainly knew the Bible. He was a great lover of the Lord and God's people. It's always been a blessing for me to have anything to do with Southwest Radio, the various speakers they've had, the people that I've met there and been associated with over the years. Always been a blessing to me, and I pray that God gives Southwest Radio more time as the Lord prepares His coming. Our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino, has been with Southwest Radio Ministries for over 25 years. He comes now to share his reflections on the ministry and the impact it's had in the past and the impact it's having today. I first met Noah Hushings at the WHCB radio studios probably around 1994. The studio at that time was on Weaver Pike, just outside of Bristol, Tennessee. We asked Noah to come to the Riverbend Baptist Church where I was pastoring. A couple of years earlier, I had changed my eschatological view from amillennialism to premillennialism. As a result of that, the book of Revelation began to make sense in a way it never did before. So, for Wednesday night Bible study, I preached my way through the book of Revelation. I shared some of my notes and ideas with Dr. Hutchings, and he suggested I write a commentary on the book of Revelation. He said Southwest Radio Church would publish it. I have a copy of the first printing. The book was titled, 
No Uncertain Future, and it has a 1994 printing date on it. It was dedicated to God's wonderful people at the Riverbend Baptist Church. I believe it was the following year, 1995, that Dr. Hutchings asked me to come to Oklahoma City as one of the speakers for the Southwest Radio Church Prophecy Conference. I was, to say, at least very impressed by the conference and by the number of people in attendance and by the quality of the speakers. At the conference, one of the speakers was Dr. John Walvoord, internationally acclaimed prophecy researcher who has served as president at Dallas Theological Seminary for many years. I was concerned that he might hear my presentation and might not like it. But to my great relief, Dr. Walvoord was not in the audience when I was speaking, and I thank the Lord for that. Now, my commentary on Revelation is titled, No Uncertain Future. It has been reprinted. It is a steady guide commentary of the book of Revelation. I wrote it basically for newcomers to prophetic studies. It was written for beginners. It's got a lot of good stuff in it. I still refer to it from time to time. Yes, it is very basic, but those same old prophetic truths that I wrote about back in the 1990s are still very much true today. I learned a lot from Noah Hutchings about broadcasting, writing radio scripts, and leading tours to Israel. I was his assistant on two tours to Israel and got to watch Noah Hutchings in action. He was very delightful, to say the least, and so was his charming wife, Kim Key. She's, of course, Asian. My wife is also Asian. We ate with Noah and Kimke several times. Noah was a meat and potatoes man, but Asians have a broader palate and enjoy lots of other foods. Kimke would make the meat and potatoes for Noah while I ate the Asian food with my wife and Kimke. We always had a wonderful time together. After working and serving with Noah Hutchings for many years, we worked together quite well, and I knew what he expected of me. One profound mystery still remains, however, and that is why Noah Hutchings would catch all the big catfish and those fishing right next to him did not even have a nibble. There was a spot Noah Hutchings liked to fish on Lake Eufaula, Oklahoma's largest lake. Three of us were fishing one day on a peninsula jutting out into the lake, Noah, Kim Key, and me. Noah was catching all the fish. We didn't even have a nibble. Pretty soon, others came to our spot. They saw all the catfish that Noah was catching, so they thought they would fish right next to Noah. Well, you guessed it. Noah Hutchings kept on catching catfish. No one else caught anything. It's still a mystery to me how Noah was able to catch all the fish. Actually, now that I think of it, there is one other mystery associated with Noah Hutchings. When we had conferences that were within driving distance of Oklahoma City, I was Noah's driver. I would drive to places like Little Rock, Wichita, and Dallas, all within an easy drive of Oklahoma City. Noah would drink a giant-sized coffee. Okay, I said to myself, within about 30 minutes, we'll be pulling over for a pit stop. Even though I abstained from coffee on road trips, I was the one who needed the pit stop. Now, maybe that's why Noah Hutchings was able to catch so many catfish. There was something about his body chemistry that catfish could not resist. Maybe it was the way he put the bait on the hook and the way he positioned the bait. 
that left something irresistible on the bait, and the catfish couldn't pass it by. On one of the Israel tours that I went on with Noah, we were invited to eat with a tank battalion on the Golan Heights. We had a wonderful Israeli lunch. A new model of the Merkava tank, I think it was the Merkava 4, had just been delivered to the tankers on the Golan Heights. The Israelis were really proud of that tank. So after lunch, they took us outside for a demonstration. They had a 100-yard test strip that was strewn with rocks large and small. The Merkava tank hit the rocks at about 30 miles an hour. The tank was rocking and jostling, climbing over the rocks. It was bucking like a wild horse in a rodeo. The commander said, watch the main gun, a 125-millimeter cannon. The main gun never moved. It was locked on the target. Absolutely amazing. The tank could do all kinds of evasive turns, but the main gun was locked on the target. Now, that connects with something that I'm going to share in a moment. And that is about a week later, we were at Ben-Gurion Airport getting ready to head back to the States. One of our tour members was missing. It was a lady from Ohio. Noah could not find her, so Noah said to me, You better find that woman. We're not leaving without her. I can tell you now, Noah was not too happy with me. I thought to myself, well, it's nice working at Southwest Radio Church. I'll probably go back to pastoring a church or teaching in a Bible college after I get fired. Her brother spotted me from afar. He came running up to me and said the police had grabbed his sister. She had an empty 50 caliber machine gun case that she probably picked up, maybe on the Golan Heights. It was not dangerous. It had been fired and it was empty, but they were very, very suspicious of this poor woman. When I got to security, the poor woman was hysterical. She didn't even know her name and did not know how she had gotten that 50 caliber machine gun case or where she had gotten it from. So like I said, I think she picked it up when we were on the Golan Heights. When she saw me, she grabbed me and wouldn't let me go. She screamed in my ear and sobbed and begged and said, please don't let them keep me here. I want to go home to Ohio. Well, finally, when I brought her back to the tour group, they were already boarding the plane. Noah looked at me. He wasn't smiling. Somehow, I felt he thought I did something wrong. He simply said, that was a close call. Well, we do a lot of really important work at Southwest Radio Church, but I will always fondly remember those times with Noah Hutchings in conferences, driving him around, and taking tours to Israel. Today's program has featured the reflections of a few of the people this ministry has impacted. Friends, if you've been blessed by Southwest Radio Ministries, would you consider contributing to our $1 million match? Every gift given is being doubled. In honor of our 90th anniversary, we're asking you to please give $90. 90 for 90. Remember, your gift of any amount is being matched. It's being doubled. So please call today and have an eternal impact. 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also give at our website, supportswrc.com. That's supportswrc.com. $90 for 90 years will help us continue to meet the mission. 1-800-652-1144.
Tomorrow, we'll hear voices from the past as we wrap up our month-long anniversary celebration. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and has been supported for over 90 years by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com. Thank you.